On today's episode, we're getting real deep. And most importantly, country swing dancing. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jonathan Grisbowski, and today I have with me J.P. Taxman. He's 26 years of age. He's the CEO of Plucky. Plucky creates unique experiences that shock people out of the norm and enhance the way people interact with the world. He does this by building apps. The first one that's live in the App Store right now is Hustle Moji. And it's an iMessage app for entrepreneurs to send shots of hustle to friends and family. Then he has an app still in development called Create Me, which is an app that will give you the freedom to create your own emojis. JP, how's it going, my friend? Going great, Jonathan. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Anytime. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about Hustle Moji, uh, Create Me, and all the other things that Plucky is doing. But we have to address the elephant in the room right now, uh, which we start every single conversation with an icebreaker. So as you know, life is all about experiences. Imagine you just had the best day of your life. Okay. What is that one piece of food? that will make your day complete? One piece of food that will make my day complete. Um, let's see. You know, I've been, I've been doing this uh, smoothie recently um, that I've been doing every morning. I've added it to kind of my, my diet routine. I have a pretty interesting system for eating, but that is just making me feel really healthy. It's got green chard, um, kale, spinach, Apple, tomatoes. I put uh, uh, broccoli sprouts, um, garlic. Really? Yeah, banana. It's just like a pack of like nutrients and goodness, getting that phytomicronutrients in me. Yeah. Really provide like good gut health, make me feel really healthy. And just how I start out my day with like just a bunch of like healthy foods to, to get my mind right, get me going. Interesting. Um, so I'd say that, man. So why? Well, I mean, yeah. uh, usually I ask a follow-up question after this, but I got to yeah. hear like why? Like why is gut health it, it's so important for you? Yeah, man. So I don't. I don't want to have any days off. I want to be operating at like a peak optimum performance. Um, so so that good gut health helps uh, provide that and helps me make sure that I have no days off. That I'm constantly healthy, focusing on. Um, the preventative healthcare as opposed to the reactive healthcare. Um, along with that, you know, you, you, Dr. Rhonda Patrick talks a lot about this gut biome and really good eating and healthy eating. She's a biologist, really smart. Check her out on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Hold on, she has her own. That's pretty good as well. Nice. And so, like, was this always something that was important to you, or like even before being an entrepreneur, and, and uh-huh. or is this something that's relatively new because you knew you had to be this like on the go, uh, working at optimal speeds type of person. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, I've always like been very health conscious, I would say. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't really good at it for a while. Like I, I, I love sweets, man, but now I use them as more of like a reward to kind of help motivate me to do things. But I definitely cut out like sugar significantly and all that. But yeah, cause I was a track athlete in high school and college. So I always like really did my best to eat as healthy as possible. 
um, but definitely wasn't as to the level I'm at now with it. And I that what that I hit that level because of becoming an entrepreneur and just being like I'm sick of being tired all the time and like wanting to take coffee and caffeine. I, I realized like that's not the way to have energy. I wanted to sustain natural energy, and to do that, I had to cut out caffeine. I had to cut out sugar and just really focus on healthy fats, um, leafy greens and vegetables, a little bit of fruit. Even still, you want to like minimize that as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, I just eat, I don't eat much red meat. I'll eat it every once in a while, but mainly, mainly like just chicken. Hmm. Interesting. And now I, now I can just operate, go, 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 go all day long, sustained level energy yeah. without the peaks and valleys. Your machine at that point. Yeah, man. Um, I'd love to get the recipe to, you know, what it is that you, that you're drinking and, you know, kind of link it so other people could possibly steal from, from your, uh, from your methods. But um, you know, I know we already asked a little bit and we have an inside of your brain, but you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, who are you? What, what is your story? Totally dude. Um, so I like to start out with, with what my passions are. That's usually the question I ask people instead of what do you do? I have to start off with what are you passionate about? There's a lot more routes to go down with that. Um, so obviously I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. Uh, that's why, you know, I'm on the podcast. Um, I, I also love design. Um, all forms of design, but my definitely my favorite are user experience, user interaction design, um, and graphic design. Um, I'm passionate about music and film, country swing dancing, like we talked about just a second ago, health and nutrition, um, and community building, man. Uh, I'm trying to do that out here in Phoenix, building uh, the hashtag SPHX community. Uh, and it's our entrepreneurial community to help support one another. And we're trying to be one of the most generous communities um, for entrepreneurs in the in the nation, hopefully the world. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. just hearing like a lot of like community, um, and and just like like just particular keywords of just like a family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like these apps that are helping people, shock people, the you know the world. You know, these are just like keywords that I'm reading off of like your your bio. But you know, mm-hmm. where did this come from? Where did this all begin? This this mindset of like helping people, delivering great products, etc. Definitely, man. Um, I think a lot of it came from, I mean, a couple of places. I think uh, the biggest one is that I, I suffered from depression pretty seriously for a, a good portion of my life. I think through that, like I just realized that obviously a lot of it was me and like my own stuff I was going through, but a lot of it too was like this external world and like how, and I just realized in how many ways it was just wrong. Like it, it was just, there are ways it can be definitely be done better. And I wanted to stop complaining about it and do something about it. So that's kind of why I decided it's like, I'm going to go and fix as much as I can, you know, and not whine, try to whine and complain. So just, you know, worked. And I, the first way to do that right, I figured was I got to work on myself. So I definitely started there and like worked on my own mind, getting my own beliefs and, and systems of thinking worked out in my head and get myself on track where I wasn't depressed anymore. And just built a bunch of systems into my life in order to do that. And then that allowed me to start working on other things that would allow me to help others in the, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just kind of through that, you know, like through that feeling despair and darkness that I don't want other people to go with, that so many people are. And like depression is such a thing that's like not talked about a lot. Um, I definitely want to talk about it and be an advocate for it, especially in the entrepreneurial realm that's like so difficult and so lonely. Um, it, it, it just so many people are going through it. I want to help them through it and 
share my strategies with them. Yeah, sure. So let's talk. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a big systems guy. I'm a big process process person. So you you mentioned that you have processes and procedures and things like that that mm-hmm. you've set in place. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit? Absolutely, dude. Um, so the one I like to start with is is actually going back to community, like having a good set of friends, because like you are the sum of your five closest friends. So if you have friends that allow you around you that are like really bringing you down and be and are really negative and complaining a lot, that's going to really affect you, and you're going you're to end up doing the same thing, right? So having the right friends around you is vitally important, and also friends that will support you and bring you up when you're in those moments, right? Like yesterday. Um, my buddy Patrick gave me a call and he's kind of feeling down and I was like, you know, I kind of was too. And we were able to like talk through it and just have a discussion and like make each other laugh and feel better and like go through it together. And that's just really, really important that you, you, you have someone that you can really go to and talk about these things when you're feeling that way. Um, cause there was a point in my life where I, I didn't have, uh, friends around for a while, um, to really talk to. Like I had friends obviously, but I didn't have friends that I could really kind of talk to when I was feeling down. And you just need those people that you can really go to and, and discuss these things with. Uh, along with that is, again, that's also why I eat really healthy is when you're eating a lot of sugar and stuff, it, that's coming back to the gut biome that I forgot earlier. It, having a not unhealthy gut biome causes inflammation in your gut, which can also lead to depression and a bunch of other things, but, but mainly depression. And a lot of that comes from eating a bunch of sugar. So like cutting that out and limiting your sugar intake can actually have significant and profound effects on your mood. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, eating healthy is another really big one that's completely changed my uh, uh, dealing with depression, as well as just like laughing and having a good time. So like if I'm feeling down, I'll watch some stand-up comedy, like some Louis C.K. His new stand-up routine is hilarious as yeah. always and extremely controversial, which I love. Um and then aside from that, dude, philosophy, like reading some philosophy, there's so much to be learned and gained from that. And like these people that obviously these ideas that people have been dealing with and handling for centuries, like we, the, you think any problem you've had, someone else has had at some point, like nothing's new. There's someone, there's something out there that can help you get through it. And like philosophy has a lot of those answers to a lot of, you know, how to be virtuous and happy um, can be found there through those ideas of like Seneca. Stoicism is a great uh, way of thought. It's very practical as opposed to some of like Plato and Socrates and stuff, which are kind of more esoteric conversations. Stoic philosophy is very like, all right, here's what you need to do. Here's how you got to do it. Here's some practical things to take on and, and apply. So you can live a happy, um, virtuous life. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, this is, this conversation is only like 10 minutes in and we're already getting <laughs> like super deep here, which is really cool. Um, you got you got to love that, but um, you know I, that's one thing I, I could be honest in saying that I, I don't know anything about. And so I'd love to be able to pick up you know from from you on that. Maybe you could teach yeah. me a couple of things, and and you know we can span on this conversation uh, and have some cool show notes of things that you like and like to read. Um, but I think I wanted to bring up one particular point, and I'm kind of interested to hear your thought on this. But you mentioned, you know, friends about helping you, yeah. um, you know, become just like a like a happier person, be able to flesh things out. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned something in particular about, you know, you have your friends, but then you have your other friends that you can go to. Um, do you have like an entrepreneurship, like an entrepreneur, um, like friends list? And and we'll we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean. 
I have a lot of friends, but yeah, my like really close friends are pretty much all entrepreneurs. And mm. most of my friends are entrepreneurs. It's weird how that kind of started to happen when I became an entrepreneur. Like almost everyone I meet is an entrepreneur. It's really, it's really weird. Like I'll just meet someone randomly in some weird place. Like the other day I was at Dirk's Bentley Whiskey Row, just a, a country bar that I go to, um, to swing dance. And I just started talking to this guy randomly and he ended up being an entrepreneur in the community. And I was like, what? That's so weird. But anyhow, um, to your question, yeah, uh, my two best friends, Patrick Matheson, who's got a company called Being, he does videography and, and some other really cool stuff, photography, really remarkable guy. Um, you said Beam or? Being, Being, like B-E. Oh, Being, Being. being. Okay. I-N-G, yeah. Um, and then my, my partner, Scott Ferreria, uh, who's also one of my best friends, um, he runs a company called Command R Consulting. Uh, that does web development. He's got a really amazing story. He'd be a really good person to have on the podcast as well. Um, but then he's also got a, a YouTube channel called Man in the Model X, where he drives. We drive around with people on in his Tesla on autopilot, interviewing him. Nice. So he's like two segments: millennials cool. with yeah, morning with millennials and tech entrepreneur tech talks. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so I uh, go, go ahead. Well, I guess my question was like you know uh we all have friends and we all have like entrepreneurship friends and i was just curious to see like you know uh do you feel as if that you can talk to your non-entrepreneur friends about things that are happening within your business and entrepreneurship yeah like that it's hard to do that man because you you can like you start talking about it and they just can't relate you know a lot of that is like empathy, right? It comes from like being able to relate to an extent. Um, but they just can't relate. But like when you when you go to your friends who are entrepreneurs and you start talking about, you know, how things aren't quite going right in your business or you need more sales or, you know, so-and-so didn't do what, what you wanted them to do. They're like, yeah, dude, I get it. I know what you're talking about. Like, And then not only that, they can offer off, up a couple of solutions and, and anecdotes to help you work through it, right? Yep. And kind of deal with some of the things you might be going through. Um, but those so, are yeah, great points. Those are yeah. those are great points. I mean, let, let's actually expand on that a little bit because you mm-hmm. said that you know talking about struggle and talking about sales and and things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the initial struggles that you have in in your business right right now? Mm-hmm. Or, or at least um, what are some of the sure. what are some of the struggles that you've experienced in business, and how did yeah, you and how did you overcome them? Um, so. I mean, I've, I've had a bunch, like every other <laughs> entrepreneur. But uh, so, well, I'll start with uh, Create Me. I built, I started Create Me about two and a half years ago. Um, got it started. Worked on it for about six months. I was working with not not who I'm working with now, Scott. Scott's building it for me. Um, but I was working with another development company, and then things were like things were going weird. I wasn't like hearing too much from them. And I thought we were gonna. The, I thought the terms were gonna be a little different. Mm-hmm. And then I got the app, and it wasn't anything like I wanted it to be. Like that was very demoralizing because I'd mm-hmm. worked so long, put this money in, and then I was like, "This isn't it. What am I gonna do?" And so I was like, "I don't know where to go, what to do." And then luckily, like Scott and I just got talking, and we're like, "Dude, we have this. I, I kind of have it ready to go. I have it thought through. Like, let's kind of take it and run with it." So we, we went at it and then we've been building it and it's, I'm excited for where it's going now for mm. sure. Um, but even there, right, like you hit, we've hit, you know, 
you hit funding walls. Building software is extremely expensive, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you got to find other routes of funding sometimes. And especially when you don't, you're not quite there yet, right? You don't quite have that product out and built and like users on it. You can't really go ask investors because the investor climate right now is is tight, right? They want they want people. I, I'm hearing in San Francisco that they want people with at least like a million in revenue. Wow. I think that's all before they in. even invest. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Before they even consider investing, man. Wow. Um, yeah. So like it, you gotta you gotta have a lot behind you now. Um, so you got to figure out other routes to to make it happen, right? So that's like where kind of Hustle Moji was born out of was um, let's try to figure out a different way. So we're like, what's something small that we could build that's quick? You know, iMessage was like the, a new thing that we could play with, uh, where we could just really simply wouldn't take long to build this little app. Just had to get the designs made, which I use my buddy Stefan Stewart, who's a phenomenal designer, um, really easy to work with. Um, and we built this app, and we're like, all right, let's, let's get it out there and, and see what happens. So like, we're doing that. I got a really exciting marketing campaign. I'm in the process of doing for it, and and now it's just like about getting those downloads and sales, you know. Nice, very cool. Um, yeah. So I, I guess um, I, I want to kind of take uh, the right on the struggle um, aspect of it, but sure. Yeah, let's talk about a particular failure, like your um, like one failure that sticks out. The first thing that you think about, um, what is that failure, and how did you over uh, how did you handle that failure? Let's see. Um, so I guess there's, we could do, um, so along the way I I started another small little company called Sharpen for a little bit. Um, it was supposed to be like another like little side, side business and it ended up getting a little bit bigger because of a partner I was working with, we, we blew it up a little bit too big. And I realized like that was being very distracting and that ended up becoming a huge failure failure because I had to quit doing that business because I needed to refocus on this business, right? And that was really, that was tough, man, having those th- those discussions and making that decision um, and, you know, not continuing through with something mm-hmm. uh, was really difficult. But luckily I read the book, The Obstacle is the Way and was kind of, prepared to deal with those emotions and just, I just do my best to take all failures as learning experiences and just be like, I I learned so much from that experience. It was such a valuable experience overall that, that I don't regret doing it by any means. Um, and I can just take what I learned from that and bring it in to the next thing Mm. or into obviously the thing I was doing and take those skill sets that I learned and, and apply them. Interesting. And, and, You know, when you're talk about applying, what would you say is like yeah. your management style? Like, how how are you as yeah. a manager? Yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, I like the management style of extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about Jocko Willink and his book. I, I really subscribe to that. He he was a ex Navy SEAL. Um, commander in Ramadi, one of the most dangerous parts of um, Iraq back during during the Iraqi war. Um, and they like turned it around and he, but he did it through like his leadership style, which is, there are a couple ways to it, which is like decentralized command where you give complete autonomy to your people 
once you give them orders, you're like, all right, here, I need you to do this, get it done. And you give them autonomy and they go and do it, right? You trust them. It's all about, it's all based on trust, right? Um, and then as well as that, it's, you know, if something does go wrong, regardless of if it's their fault, you take ownership for it. You're like, that was on me. Like if you're the top leader, you say, all right, here's what I wasn't clear on. Here's what I was expecting, but here's where I potentially messed up. And it's really interesting to see what happens when that happens is people tend to take responsibility because you're not like making them feel better what, the, what they did. They already probably feel horrible. Like no one likes to make a mistake. They know what they did, right? And they'll usually take ownership over it as well when you do that. And then it, it just makes for a very a much better environment for everyone. And no one feels um, c- conflicted and the con- conflict resolution is a lot better. Hmm. Very interesting. And so yeah. what was the name of that book? Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, J-O-C-K-O, I believe, W-I-L-I-N-K. So my next question is more so about like goals. Um, do you have any particular goals that you have for, for this business? Um, yeah, absolutely, right? Um, so, I mean, goals, obviously, like your, your big goals, right, which um which are you know what you're kind of aiming to do it for and like with with plucky as a as a company i just want to make it a really a place for people to come and like enjoy working and enjoy where they are and creating an awesome company culture i think there's a, a lot of companies that are out there doing that and but there aren't enough we need more of them right and i want to be one and i want to create that for people i really want it to be a place where people can come come find fulfillment in what they're doing and just not feel like oh, I gotta go to work again. I want them to like come and be like, oh, dude, I love going to work. Like, they're, they're, it's so cool. They offer up all these opportunities. I don't feel like I'm like required to go to work, but I just want to be there. You know, I want to be doing this. And I like what well, we're working. I think we're working on cool, fun, interesting projects. Um, you know, and then you have you know like your your medium sized goals, which is like the goals you're just trying to hit in order to get there. Which is for right now with like create me, it's getting through to, to development. Or, or even, you know, we go further back getting funding to continue with development, right? Or you have, you know, with Hustlemoji, it's, all right, I want to get, you know, $10,000 by the end of this month, right? I mean, how am I going to do that? What are, what are the steps I need to do in order to get X amount of sales by X, X time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I feel as if that we have a really good understanding of who you are mm-hmm. as a business professional, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to change the conversation a little bit. Um, usually my, uh, when I, when we talk about personal, I always start off with the question, like, what do you do for fun? But okay. I want to highlight one thing in particular, cause you already said okay. what you do for fun in the very beginning, but I want to talk about country squared. Is it country square dancing or line dancing? Swing dancing. Swing, Swing dancing. dancing. Yeah, dude. Uh, what, how, how did you like, how do you even do it? Like, I, <laughs> Um, like I'm so, so I'm from go, the city, so like I'm so not a country boy. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of country music. But me neither, man. <laughs> you just lo- you just love the the dancing aspect. I love the dancing, dude. It's such a sexy, cool dance. Nice. Um, and you go and like get it engage with women, and it's just like, it's it's awesome. I I and it's like I love learning, dude. Like learning is my big thing. Another one of my big passions. I kind of forgot to mention, but this is like it's taught me so much about. It's actually taught me a lot about leadership believe it or not. Um, it, cause you have to lead the girl. You have to be very decisive. You got to know, you got to be, you got a director, right? You're the one telling her where to go. You got to know the moves and be able to guide her through this literally dance. Right. 
Um, and like learning it was like, you know, pretty tricky. I, I went out, I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn it for like a year. Finally, I found country lessons for free at this place called Moonshine um, down in Tempe, Arizona. And I was like, yes, finally. So I went out there and I was like, all right, I'm going every week. They're every Wednesday, eight, eight to like nine. And I was like, I'll, I'll go on every week. I'm dedicated to it. And it's like, that's like my stress reliever, dude. That's like my like, get it all out. I get it go. If I'm upset, pissed about something, I go dance. And then I feel better, like almost immediately. Cause you're, you're moving, you're thinking, you're engaging, you're trying to get better. Um, so I went, just kept going, kept getting better versus, you know, very, tricky like trying to do these weird movements that aren't natural and you're trying to figure out how to move her and like you got to do it with another person which is also very difficult because you're worried about like what they think about you yeah right and then like like at first I would only like you I would only you know you stay in like your little bubble of like learning right I wouldn't go because there are people actually would go out and dance like I didn't want to dance with somebody I didn't really know because you you feel like inadequate you're like I'm not very good yet I don't know as many moves and so like for like the first I think two or three weeks I wouldn't really go out and try to dance with anyone else but but the partner I'd been learning with, and then like slowly I got more comfortable and I kind of was able to get in a rhythm and I'd like all right I'm gonna go out and I went out and I danced with like one girl you know it's nervous going it's nerve wracking totally. to go out and ask dance right because you get rejected and it's like oh man but like it's okay like you get you learn to get over it, it helps you deal with rejection there's a lot of different ways you can apply country swing dancing actually to business right um but like i just love like the learning after a while you like start to find the little nuances right like just how to move your hand to get a certain signal for her to twist properly right and you start to really feel and engage that and learn it and then it becomes like muscle memory it's just you just do it you don't have to think you don't have to think about like each step in the move of like a dip, right? Like, all right, I need to go here and here and here. And overthinking it, you're worse, right? It's once it becomes muscle memory, it's habitual. So then that's when that's when you get good, right? When it's just like, all right, engage, dip, and go. And then you just do it, right? It just becomes fluid all of a sudden. And get into that flow state. It's a remarkable, man. It's a remarkable thing. I highly recommend it for everybody. Even like I know people don't like country swing or country music. But I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. You, you, it's all about familiarity. You get, you, there's certain songs you end up liking, other ones you don't like, just like every other genre. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I, I'd be curious. I, honestly, I'm not too, uh, I guess, educated in that. But I do admire the fact that you're just constantly learning. And that is, I would say, like the, a good summary of this entire conversation is, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of what you're doing, find a way to put yourself out there in weird situations, whether it's dancing mm-hmm. or, you know, whether it's just like, you know, reading a book that you don't normally read or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that, that it is, um, mm-hmm. but constantly put yourself in those cool situations, weird situations and cool things could happen. Um, totally. I want to talk about habits because I mean, again, you seem, you seem like a very like systematic guy, but you know, and you've talked about them briefly about like your regimen of just like, uh, like eating and things like that, but do you have any other habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day? Absolutely. Um, so I've, I've implemented morning routines and then a before bed routine. Um, so my morning routine is I get up, um, and I make breakfast. I start out with now I've just, that's like a new, it's interesting with habits. You and like, you end up getting like a base and you can like slowly insert different things in there as you need to. Um, so now, now I do I do my 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 smoothie. I get that ready. 
um, put it on the thing, and I blend that while I start putting the eggs in the pan, and I do the eggs, I put some turmeric, salt, pepper, um, and then I put, do, I put some butter and help, because when you eat eggs every day, they get really old, so you gotta do a little, yeah, little something I, to sweeten them up. That's what I'm doing, is eating yeah. eggs like every day. I need to find yeah. that, that extra something or another to make it, like, make honey breakfast do, cool honey again. Honey is another trick that is delicious. <clears throat> Um, honey and then grass-fed butter. Both of those make <coughs> eggs totally edible uh, every day. I've been doing it probably for like four years now. Really? Uh, yeah, huh. every morning. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I do the, do the eggs, do that. Um, I, I'll get into this too, but I do uh, – before bed, I'll fill up this water bottle. And that's an interesting habit because I, I would forget to drink water every morning right away if it's not already done. So that's kind of like – prepping yourself for success a little bit right mm. um so before i go to bed it's like pretty much the last thing i do before i go to bed, fill out the water bottle put it in the refrigerator so it's nice cold water and I just the first thing i do in the morning is slam a bunch of water to rehydrate right um yeah then i come in i sit where actually where i am right now um i get on my computer and i'll eat, you know eat while i watch either I, i'm starting to do more like kind of motivational tony robbins jim Rohn videos just kind of get my mind set in a cool place um, or I'll watch maybe like uh, a school of life video, something on philosophy, philosophize, philosophize, philosophize this, or Nerd Writer is a great YouTube channel that I that I like to follow and, and watch in the morning. And then once after that, I get right into uh, going through my like kind of my work, starting to work task list, right? So the first thing I do is I reach out to three people just to like keep in contact with people because, you know, relationships are really, really, really important um, in business and just in general. You never know when you when you might need someone or when someone might need your help. So, like, keeping that strong is really important. So, like, if you do need something, you're not just like, oh, well, he only goes to me when I need something. You're going to people and, like, reaching out to them and connecting them with them just because, just because you're thinking of them, right? Um, so I do that, and then from there I go and I do um, – my day review because I found like uh, that's the part that I was really lacking in and I make a lot of mis that's where a lot of mistakes come up is when I don't review so I go and I review something of importance um, today I did I'm reviewing accounting principles and basics just because I need a refresher I haven't really looked at that for a while so I'm just refreshing on a little bit of that um, then uh, or sometimes it's like you know a paper that I'm writing goes back reread it again from there, I go into uh, my design practice because uh, that's a skill that I, you know, I love and I just want to get become the best at. So you got to practice. So I, I read ten minutes from a design book of some kind. Then I'll go and review other people's designs for ten minutes, whether it's on Behance or maybe I'll just look around on the internet for on different websites or whatever. Um, or I'll study like some designer for through history or inventor of some kind, and then. The last thing I do there is actually practice where I'll get in and right now I'm practicing um, building a piece of software or designing a piece of software. So I'm working on something called Calendar Pop, which is just going to be actually along this topic, a routine manager. Because mm. there are certain times where like I can't do my morning routine in full because say I have like a meeting or a networking event during the morning. So that kind of throws me off. So I wanted to like automatically or want to be able to drag it into other open time slots so I can make sure I still get all those things done. Um, and then I'll real quick just go through my before bed routine, which is 
Um, I do wrist stretches because hmm. I'm like this all day, right? Doing computer stuff. I, I don't really want carpal tunnel and I can already feel it coming on. Um, so I do some wrist stretches. Again, fill up the water bottle, brush my teeth. Um, right. Oh, oh, I forgot one of the most important ones, which actually plays in back into the depression thing is being grateful every day. So actually the first thing I do, it's on top of my, of the blender. So I make sure I, it's the first thing I do is I write three things in my grateful journal, uh, three things I'm grateful for. And it's just a way to really start and energize your day. And like when you're focusing on the negative things, you tend to focus more and you get more of that. But when you're focusing on things that like, Hey, at least I have this, like, thank God I have this. Right. Then it's just, it makes you feel better. And you start attracting more of that into your life. Um, yeah. And then right before I go to bed, oh, I, oh, well, then I prep my three people for the next morning. And then I also prep the tasks that need to be done for the next morning. So I'm ready to go and don't have to think about it. It's one last thing I have to think about and willpower thing I have to use the next day. And then before I go to bed, I meditate. That's, I mean, that's a very intense, like an intense regimen. But I mean, it feels like it's working extremely well for you. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely had really, really good effects. And um, definitely some things that need tweaking, but, but it's, yeah, um, I highly recommend that people do both of those things. Interesting. Like if, yeah. if somebody were to hear that for the first time, would, what would you say to, and I'm not saying I believe it, I feel this way, yeah. but would you say, what if somebody were to say to you like, Hey, like maybe JP, like maybe you're like too, too regimented. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to those people? Um, I would be like, that might be true, but I'd, I'd really urge them to take a look at their lives and hmm. really examine, you know, are you on the path to what you want? Is your, is everything in your life where you kind of, you want it? Um, and maybe you don't, maybe just for me and everyone's got to do what they want. If, if you don't feel regimented life is for you, that's totally fine. And like that, it, it does seem regimented because I went through a lot of tasks, but honestly, all that probably takes 30 minutes. Roughly, roughly, right? Like outside of like the design principle stuff in the morning, um, that's roughly 30 minutes. It's not, it doesn't take that much. It's also just, once you get it in place, it just, it becomes a habit. It's just, you go through it. It's just, you, you think less and you have to do less and it makes actually life a lot easier. Um, and also it, it just makes your entire life better, right? Mm -hmm. So that's fine if you know, you don't want to be regimented, but it, I've just found profound effects and seen the benefits of it that it it just doesn't make sense not to do it for me at least. Yeah, I mean honestly like I could just tell yeah. from the way you're you're talking, the way that you're you're living that you know, you have this flow and this positive mental attitude that you know even if something negative were to happen I don't necessarily know if if it would uh penetrate um you know as as thick as as most people because you know, it's just like you—you you just got this aura, this like, uh, like. Hopefully, people can when they're listening to this, that they can actually feel it. But, um, but yeah, you got this like really chill energy that that is contagious, and it, it makes me want to think because I feel like I have a pretty good regimen and 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 things like that. And, yeah, and, and, and I like your aura. By the way, I like your aura too. You got a good feeling, man. You got a good vibe as well. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I tried to. At the end of the day, it's like you know, life could be so. Like people, like people can just be so like stressed out over the smallest things. And my goal in, in creating this whole podcast mm -hmm. is to do, 
yeah, is kind of like what you said. It, meet mm-hmm. meet friends. It's hard mm-hmm. to meet meet people. It's hard to mm-hmm. hard to interact with people, especially as an entrepreneur. You're you're you know eight seven to seven to uh, two in the morning. You know seven in the morning, two in the morning, whatever whatever the time frame, and you get four hours of sleep if that. Um, yeah, dude. And then you have to make sure that's worth it and be able to bounce ideas. You know, because I can pick yeah. up ideas from you that other people. Um, you know, we'll be able to, to, to hopefully pick up on as well and, and adapt it into your own life, which is, which is totally. the ultimate part of success and learning as, as you mentioned, um, you know, before we, before we, we end, I always have to, I, I love asking the question about resources and technology. Um, obviously you have a whole bunch of stuff at Plucky, but, uh, is there any type of resources that you use, um, throughout your day that you just can't live without? Um, yeah, dude, definitely. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, so, I mean, there's, I, I could list off like numerous amounts of books, obviously. Well, just like um, keep it technology based. Technology. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Technology based. So, you know, I wasn't a fan of this app at first, but I, it's, it's kind of grown on me. Todoist <clears throat> is a pretty awesome app just for like organizing all my tasks that I need to get done. And having them just in one place where I can go through and check them off as they as I need to, right? And it, it syncs while you have to pay for like anything extra to just sync it between all your devices. Um, I really like that piece of technology. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with like a piece of technology that's actually not technology. I'm gonna go, go with neuro linguistic programming. Mm. It's a form of um, psychological psychological technology where you can reprogram behaviors and thoughts and beliefs in your brain. And, and also you can influence other people. So it's good for like sales and stuff. Um, but that's a really good piece of technology that I would highly recommend people looking into as well. Um, aside from that, what else? You know, I love my backpack. Can that count as a piece of technology? <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> Organization is so, so critical. Right. I just traveled to, uh, to Vietnam and yeah. and like I had to move from place to place to place and like yeah. I have a really good backpack but yeah. from from time to time you just throw your crap in there um yeah. so I could I could totally resonate with like once you have one thing off kilter it's like the world is about to end <laughs> I know right yeah no where'd that thing go ah yeah I need to find it yeah organization totally yeah so I'm really like my backpack it's nice and segmented it's an in case city i think city backpack or something like that nice hopefully we can get a sponsorship from in case now because of the uh the plug so we'll see i hope so (laughs) yeah right so the last main question um i think is always like one of the most important so the the blind entrepreneur was created um because to to essentially help people who are temporarily blind in business you know they're kind of just like stuck Uh in that rut they they may be depressed they may be negative in mind so um, we're trying to help them um, get out of that that particular place internally. Mm-hmm. So what are three pieces of advice that you'd give to a fellow entrepreneur? Um, I'd say definitely embrace the failure. It's going to happen. Don't let it shake you too much. Just try to problem solve and move through it. There are going to be fires. That's one guarantee that you're going to have to deal with. Um, second would probably be care for people, man. Really, really try to do 
focus on the people, right? Whether it's through human-centered design or just trying to make the best environment and place for for the people that work you work with, um, it's going to have profound effects on your environment and their environment. And just that's that's what we're trying to do, man. I'll be you know as happy as possible. And if you're just too focused on money, and we all get stressed and it gets tough, but when you can all support each other, it makes it a lot easier in those tough times. Um, and third would probably be. Let me pull up a reference real quick. Yeah, going back, just um, well. If you want, if you want to, if you yeah. want to find it, you can. I'll edit this part out. Um, okay. And you can okay. you can find it and bring it. It's totally cool. Um. Be disciplined. That's a good one. Mm. Try to focus on discipline and getting yourself as disciplined as possible. Because if you have discipline and integrity, it's going to help you uh, just with everything. But with you're going to be able to feel more confident about telling other people to do things as a leader. Um, but also just you'll be more in line with yourself if you're staying true to whatever you tell yourself you're going to do. Very good. Well, yeah. JP, man, I really appreciate the talk. Um, you've successfully completed the podcast. So without further ado, uh, feel free to look into the camera and tell everybody how they can be a part of your journey, how they can find out about your business, and most importantly, how can they download the apps? Definitely, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It was a great time. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you can go to hustlemoji.com. Uh, to find the app. It's also in the app store. You just type in hustle emoji in the little search bar. It'll pop right up. Um, and then create me, you can go to createme.co and sign up to get notified when it gets released. Um, aside from that, you can find me on Instagram at, at jptaxman24. That's at jptaxman24. And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter at the same tag. Nice. They could slide right into your DMs, just uh, just right from there. <laughs> yeah, bring it in, man. I love it. Cool. JP, thanks so much for your time. Everybody's still watching. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff on the interwebs. Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your day. Have Do a it. good one.